technically today's episode and today's other episode are the same episode. Sometimes when you have a very hard time making a deal, I doubt am I the guy who's screwing up the deal? Are am they I not the making the deal because I'm an My. Arab guy? I never ever said I'm not Lebanese or I oh, denied yeah. any of this. I've and seen I that see, first I see this happen a lot, it yeah. pisses me off. If somebody writes me a script up that starts off in at Skybar, a girl meets a guy at Skybar and they hook up and goes from there, I'm producing that film. It cannot be where a movie in Lebanon, to shoot it in Lebanon, I'm talking physically, costs more than Los Angeles. And how are you, because you're kind of this crazy Lebanese producer coming in <laughs> who loves tech and has been involved in some big Hollywood productions. Are people a bit taken back by you and saying, or, or is it a sense of, you know what, I'm going to trust this crazy Arab guy and I like the way his direction is heading and I like the way of his Especially thinking. when you first started as well, like yeah. in the earlier stages of your career. Was there so, a pushback? So here's the thing. It's, a, it's an amazing question, actually. And uh, I never really felt pushback in a sense because I was always, I learned very early on. First of all, and I hate to say this, unfortunately, I really, I really don't like to say it, but I'm just going to say it because it will summarize a lot of that discussion. I hated our way of doing business here before I went to the States. Mm. I freaking hated it. Well, it's a lovely business model. <laughs> it's working great I did so not far. Like, I did not like how Lebanese conduct themselves doing business. You don't, I like, did the, not you don't like, like the corruption? <laughs> I don't like the corruption. I, don't like, I, don't, I did not like not showing up on time. I did not like not paying on time. I did not like, I did not like any of that stuff. So when I went to the States, I really hard, hard, hard worked on trying to be very much like them. But I think I managed not to lose the, call it the Lebanese way of like, you know, Sahab Haddan in a mm. sense, but not really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get it going. And, and I think that there is something in the American culture which is phenomenal. When you have a dream and you have an idea, you will find people that will come with you on that journey. Mm. Yeah. The American dream. Yeah. Yeah. They will believe in it. They will come with you. They'll, they'll do it. They'll, so, uh, so, so, there is, there is a lot. I, I don't think that, funny you asked me this question because I did go to my American partners sometimes and I said, am I the guy, sometimes when you have a very hard time making a deal, I doubt, am I the guy who's screwing up the deal? Are am they I not the making the deal the because oh I'm an my. Arab guy? Mm. I freaking said it back when I fucking said it. Did that happen many times or just a few no, times? No, no, no. Like the few times when, yeah. we, when it was atrociously hard oh, you're right. yeah. in, our, in my career, yeah. I went to my elderly business partners and I have like a bunch of um, uh, con consultants and their partners. And I black and white asked them, am I the problem? Tell me to my face. And this was coming from self-reflection, not no. because of anything they did no, no, to no, make no. you feel. Okay. And the reaction, because I'll step down. I'll step down, I'll take a side, you know, let Scott or let Toby be CEO, run, I don't care. I'm here to make movies. I mean, again, it's not about like who's doing what. Yeah, you see the potential behind We need everything. the job done, yeah. yeah. And they were like, are you crazy? Of course not. It's just a stupid freaking, you know. But I, I've, I've, I've opened it up to it. I've opened up to this. Because 
Don't underestimate stigmas in the world. Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, you're not hiring this guy because he's Indian or she's not hiring this woman because she's Finnish or whatever. And it's like, really? Like, why? Like, when you get to the core of it, you're like, this is just wrong on all levels. But unfortunately, we are biased by stigmas and, and systems and, you know, so on and so forth. So uh, I don't think it did that. Uh, and I always did something that I noticed a lot of Lebanese people that I've met shy away from. I never ever uh, said I'm not Lebanese or I oh, denied yeah. any of this. I've and seen I've that first time. I see this well. happen a lot. It yeah. pisses me off. Changed your name to Shaya instead of Shadi. Whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I just think that at the same time, okay, look, here's the thing. Politically, regionally, geopolitically, the country is in trouble, okay? Doesn't mean that the culture and the people are in trouble. I mean, that's just stupid. If you are gonna, uh, if you are gonna like- uh, Shy away take, from, yeah. No, if you're gonna like make and build an image on a country or a people or a person because politically the US and let's say Lebanon are not at peace or whatever they're doing, that's just, I think it's short sight. I don't wanna actually do business with you. Mm. You're not you the, are not a person who are actually who's confident. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So uh, I'm really sorry. It was logical. I, yeah. Yeah. If 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 all of a sudden you know I'm like oh because Lebanon and Britain are at war. Yeah. I'm not gonna do business with a British person. I think that's you know what? Yeah. Okay. That's my loss. Mm. No, so it's enough. just so stupid. And I think that talented people are talented people. Regardless of... of Regardless exactly. of col color, culture, sex, whatever. In fact, culture can actually be Enhanced. beneficial. Yeah. Exactly. Because you are used to living in this absolute... You, you grew up in wartime Lebanon. Yeah. So I think that, that growing up with that chaos helped you maneuver the, the unpredictability of Hollywood. But interacting yeah. with other cultures as well allows you to see things from different, uh, different perspectives. Different perspectives, of course. Of course. And, uh, as well, so Shadi, you've... You've been working in America and living there for many years. You've basically gained insight to how the entertainment industry mm -hmm. works over there. And I'm just interested to know, have you ever tried, not necessarily to come back to Lebanon in terms of working here, but like trying to help improve the mm -hmm. entertainment sector? And bridge the gap. Yeah, bridge yeah, the gap yeah. over Let me here. tell you something. Before, before, so the first company I started is called Silvatar Media, which was Silver, the last name of Scott, and Matar, which is my last name. Uh, the initial DNA of Silvatar was to create a bridge of entertainment between the Middle East and the United States. And it's funny because I, I have a business plan. When you look at it, you're like, it was like 10 years ago. And you're like, wait, this is like, this is what's happening right now, essentially. It was like 10 years ahead of its time. And the... And I've tried. I've tried a lot of times. When did you do Silvatar? Sorry to interrupt you. When did you do Silvatar? When was it? I, I, 2008. Okay, all right. So the, the, when we graduated, we were still at the AFI and we finished and then we started the company. And then, uh, and then Silvatar became part of Kino Industries, mm -hmm. which is the company I have now, which is the tech and entertainment company. Um, I tried and I continued trying because it means a lot to me to bridge the gap between uh, the, call it bridge or, you know, collide Hollywood and uh, Middle East um, entertainment. Part of it is I would come here and I would meet filmmakers. One of the filmmakers I met, I think he was on your podcast, his name is Tony Ali. He, uh, Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
So uh, this is a kid who was uh, who was a self sort of thought like filmmaker and all of that. Anyways, he wrote a script that, funny enough, I'm producing right now. Uh, my wife is directing it, uh, and uh, it's a film that takes place in Lebanon. But I always so I went just in between brackets. I in 2009 I made a film. One of the films I made went to the Dubai Film Festival, and I was in Dubai and I was doing a conference for the film. And they asked me, what would it take for Arab filmmakers to make it into Hollywood? And I said, when they make Iron Man. <laughs> and I don't mean making Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. I mean making and telling stories that are not pertaining to religion, uh, politics, and war. Mm, because I'm true. sick and tired of all of that. 100%, yep. And that's an image that we have so many stories. We have mm. so many cool stories. Yeah. There's so many young people. Why are you, I understand we're all affected. And I understand we're all scarred, uh, 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 what do you like, punched yeah, in the traumatized, gut traumatized yeah, from it. Yeah. But let's move away from There's that. There's more because to us, yeah. There's more to these people. There's like more to this culture. Not only that, there is a fascination in the West with the Oriental culture. The fascination is not about the war and the politics. That you can read that on CNN. The fascination is about the culture itself, the food, exactly. the, the, the clothing, the partying in Lebanon, whatever. And I would come to Lebanon and I joke and I say, if somebody writes me a script up that starts off in, at Sky Bar, a girl meets a guy at Sky Bar and they hook up and goes from there, I'm producing that film. It's to dumb down the idea of take something that's so basic, let's go tell that story. Uh, so Tony came up with this incredible idea of these kids that come up with a crazy thing to make my I can't talk too much about it because mm. then I'll go home and I'll get slaughtered by my wife but it's essentially it's a coming of age self-discovery self-realization bunch of guys coming together it's phenomenal mm. his writing was impeccable and I took him under my wing as uh, I became his godfather I even brought him to the states he was acting in a few films he's my one of my writing go-to guys uh him and my wife became writing partners. They wrote another show that hopefully Netflix will take. I don't know. But um, they're very creative. And he's very creative. And he pushes the boundaries. And the problem is uh, there's maybe him and him in this area right now. I have not discovered somebody else. Yeah, we spoke with him about, within the previous episode of Tony, how one of the biggest problems in the Lebanese industry and maybe in the Middle East in general is the lack of writers Correct. Over here. So here's the thing. They're, they're, so, so to build an industry like the entertainment industry, you need creators. The creators will drive, will be the driving force because the creators will attract the audience to go watch that creation, right? The whole physical production, that's just baby uh, work. That's stupid. I mean, how to shoot, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. The main thing is creativity. The other problem that we culturally have is everybody wants to be something else. Meaning, you're a writer, he wants to be a director. You're the you're first AC, you want to be a DP. Ya Habibi, enter your first AC, become the best first AC in the world. Enter your writer, become the, first, the best writer. You can win an Oscar for writing. You don't have to become a director or a producer to win an Oscar. Just I'm just going to the extreme. Yeah. Everybody is... Yeah, so <laughs> the narrow. grass is so greener narrow. on the other yeah. side. To a point that it's like ridiculous. It's a good green, or you have a good green on your side. I, for example, I went to producing, I started producing, I have no aspirations whatsoever, neither to write, nor direct, nor do anything. I just want to be a producer. Mm. And I want to be in the background, I don't want people to know me. I just want to do films that I love, that I watch, 
I want to push these people. I want to work with talented people. This is the problem we have culturally. We are not, we don't want to be masters at one thing that we can become masters at. There's an amazing thing at becoming the best cinematographer, the best graf- gaffer, the best writer, the best editor. Everyone has, because we are, I think, a culture driven by... Status. Correct. By status. And spotlight and, as well. Correct. Yeah. You're an editor, you're not a star. I'm sorry. But that's, that's okay. I mean... Not sure. everything in life uh, is about you, being you a star. You still play a massive role in creating. Correct. Yeah. Like true I'm a produ- exactly. I'm a producer. I'm not a star. Even like Harvey Weinstein, who was the best maybe producer. Forget about the predatory, <laughs> rapey yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about career-wise and, and work. He's phenomenal. He's not a star. He's, the stars were the directors and the actors of his films. So... And, and again, I laugh because that's okay. That's cool, actually. It's very cool. I mean, there's nothing better to be, to be a dark knight. You're like a big producer who's made so many things. Nobody knows you. That's amazing, in my opinion. I don't want to walk down the street with people like asking Chasing yeah, you yeah, the whole I time. I really don't want yeah. that. Celebrity but, kills your brain. Yeah, but again, that's not how... And, and I think we have to go through that to go back. Yeah. To that. It's so, a mindset, basically. Yeah, so I tried and I keep trying to push the boundary and connect the two worlds. Um, so... Again, this movie is one of these films uh, we're doing. We're doing a TV show as well. Um, and of course, you know, I have a lot of friends in entertainment, so I'm deploying the technology in the Middle East, all of that stuff. Uh, unfortunately, right now, Lebanon is uh, out of the Middle East development map. So when you talk to the big companies like Netflix, Amazon, they are discounting Lebanon. Mm. They're not going to do anything in Lebanon. We've had multiple discussions. Like, I'm, like this is black on white. Where it's are they focusing on the most? UAE, Saudi. UAE, Egypt, Jordan, you know, all of that. And, and I think that's okay yeah. for the time being. Lebanon is, a, is in a transitional tough spot period. Let's figure our shit out. We're in a shithole, basically. Yeah, it's okay. It will pass. Um, and, then, and then, you know, the creativity uh, uh, will, will flow. Uh, then the other thing that I think we suffer from massively is the lack of perspective on what I call like lack of scope. Lack of scope is when you don't realize that what you're doing, the scope of what you're doing is different from the scope of something else you could be doing. Meaning that it cannot be, and, I've, and, I, and this is like real life situation, it cannot be where a movie in Lebanon, to shoot it in Lebanon, I'm talking physically, costs more than Los Angeles. That's... That can't because, be because they're probably taking it <laughs> cannot putting be, in but their yet pockets. It is. No way. It is. I'll show you budget. It's ridiculous. You have the first assistant director in Lebanon makes more money than the first assistant director that I hire in LA, who, no offense to the Lebanese guy ha- or girl, has hundreds of movies of experience. Because we come from a culture of uh, advertising, which is highly paid. And they're translating that into the film industry. And they don't work like that. Even in, in the US, the, adver- the, the commercials cost more than the film, relatively, per, yeah, let's yeah. say per minute or per day. So um, to that extent, it's very difficult to actually create an industry because it requires a lesser cost. Because here's the thing, it's math. It's simple math. I mean, let's take out the artistic value in things. You need a certain budget to make a certain movie to make a certain money back from the people that are buying those tickets or watching the film. 
You don't have enough market share and people, there's three to 400,000 people that goes to the cinema in Lebanon out of the four million that we are. They will not generate enough box office money to warrant a film that actually costs more than four or 500,000. When your cost is so high compared to the rest of the world, a $400,000 movie is a piece of shit. Okay? But if you lower your cost, your $400,000 movie will become very valuable and very cool. So then you will elevate the quality at a cost that is reasonable, that is recoupable, that allows the investors to say, you know what, this was a great venture. Let's do another one. Mm -hmm. uh, like you're so right. there needs to be more kind of grassroots guerrilla filmmaking. Correct. Where you rely heavily on story rather Correct. than this over-budgeted... Ramadan TV show type No, of but it, it, it re rely on the story, rely on... Like, for example, the film we're doing that Tony wrote and Caroline's directing is going to be the first film in Lebanon ever where all its money is coming from Lebanon. It's unheard of. I didn't know you could pay for a film in Lolar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. There you go. So every film that's been produced in Lebanon, every commercial, its money is coming from the outside which all of a sudden creates a culture of, oh, I get paid from the outside. I don't need your Lebanese pound. It's weak, it's shit. I get paid from Dubai, I have an account. And I'm telling these Lebanese people like, how the hell on earth, like, you know what I'm doing now, which is, which is surreal. Because I'm fighting something that has nothing to do with filmmaking to make this film. I'm telling people, you wanna get paid fresh money? You need to show me for the last three years statements of you getting paid fresh money outside of Lebanon. <laughs> Everybody's like, all talking. You, talk you, you had me at statements. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Because what the hell? What the fuck? Yeah. And all of a sudden, we can't make the film because it's like you tell people you're going to get paid in Lebanese pound. They're like, oh, well, I don't get paid in Lebanese pound. I'm like, well, okay, you're Lebanese. You're living in Lebanon. This is the currency. Yeah. That I understand. But that's, but it's a, it's of a, course. that's systemic rather than. I know, than, I know, yeah. I know. I understand. But I'm just saying it's, it's to that extent that. Look how much hurdles and how many and how much uh, headwind you have that are not pertaining to the creative process, that are not pertaining to the filmmaking process, that are not pertaining to distribution, exhibition, nothing pertaining to the industry itself that you are dealing with. And I think that the countries like the UAE, Jordan, Egypt, they've understood that they have a different thing. They have an industry. And I hope that it will not be too late for us Lebanese you will always have those films. You'll have, always have Nadine making a film. You'll always have... Yeah, that doesn't matter. And, and we will make our film and all that. I'm not worried about any of these things, but I'm hoping, I was hoping to become the start. That film becomes the start and the trigger Something new. of a chain of reaction. New age, yeah. People be like, oh, you know what? Actually, we can make a high-quality film. Yeah. That, this is a script. I'm telling you, like this is a script that... I've sent to high-end studios and companies that are telling me, once you shoot it, we want to buy it. This is not like your typical Lebanese, you know, film that's coming out in three theaters. This Corny, is a film cheesy, that, yeah. Yeah, this is a global film. What they wrote is a, a story that will probably be the first time ever Lebanese people are going to feel they're, they're going to feel global. That's 100%, and that's why I have a lot of respect for people like you and Tony, because... Look, being Lebanese right now, living in Lebanon, if anything, it's the biggest hindrance ever. 
Correct. The only thing, though, when it comes to media and producing television and shows, I think one of our biggest strengths that has been underutilized is our culture. Correct. We stick too much on, oh, let's shoot a movie about, uh, you know, uh, political instability. It's because it's very relevant to our region. But what I'm trying to tell people, I tell them abroad, there's so much more going on under the surface. Yeah, you can take kind of Western plots and Western uh-huh. storylines, but if you bring them here and you infuse Lebanese culture into them, it becomes a whole different beast. Yeah. And that's, that's where we need to kind of explore. I, that's I, what I'm I, telling you. Tell me the story of that girl that met this guy at Star Wars. Khalas, at, I'm at selling Star my soul. Wars, <laughs> at Skybar. Yeah, Man, who has, who, who has more stories than the Lebanese, Lebanese people? Yeah, you it's know, incredible. Of any kind of story, but whether it's, it's heartbreak of leaving your country, coming back to your country for heartbreak, people dying around Societal you. Societal pressure. Yeah. Being, yeah, love so it's amazing. I'm telling you, it's incredible. I also feel, though, I also feel, because going back to what you're saying about people having to get educated in terms of not just thinking, I want to be the actor, I want to be under the starlight, people having to look into cinematography, into yes. writing. I think a very good way of educating people as well is through media. And I think the younger generation right now is really getting into alternative media in general. Things like podcasting, for instance, yes. them being able to listen to a first-hand experience of a producer who's coming and saying, no, guys, you shouldn't just be doing this. You should be looking at different ends of the puzzle. And I think that the media right now, especially in Lebanon, especially since the revolution up to now, people have been waking up that... Let's forget what corporate media is telling us I, and I, let I, us go into this new age. Of basically, it. listen yeah. to our podcast is what yeah, we're trying to listen say. To the, I, yeah. I keep saying this, okay? In Lebanon, every TV station does the same thing like the other TV stations. Exactly. Mm. Why doesn't... I'm just going to name names, but I don't mean these people. Yeah. Why doesn't, for example, MTV does a spin-off of their channel or LBC or whatever, where it's a channel that is only talking about, let's say, food in Lebanon going about the craftsman in Lebanon, a guy that makes soap, a guy that makes leather, so on. I'm just saying anything, like, when you go, when you look at, like, let's say, Germany, France, UK, United States, there are specified channels that are catering to people. Again, I'm not saying go make a channel about, uh, you know, uh, cattle. What I mean, there are some topics that are a little bit Big global. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, it's amazing that all their preoccupation, if you keep putting your finger on the wound, it will not heal. And the, he- and the wound will not heal, and then you keep putting your finger. It's a vicious circle. So at some point, you got to take those people, hand the, uh, hold them by the hands, and say, let's go show you this thing. I'm not talking about a, a, an episode or a program. I'm talking about a full channel dedicated to that. Because that will inspire people be like, oh, I want to be a cook, actually. I want to take our food heritage and globalize it. I, one of my best friends is a guy called Mario Haddad. He has the cinemas on pier and a lot of restaurants. His daily passion is creating food and cooking, okay? He's been killing himself to do a show, okay? I mean, forget about the COVID for a second. He was designing it and everything. I thought it was a genius, brilliant, crazy idea because it's, this is not a country. We're not talking about like America where the food is like pasta, Americanized. I mean, no offense to my fellow Americans and I love them and I love the eating in the States, but it's not like Lebanon. No, no, no. Okay? Yeah, we have a rich food culture. How are we not exporting that through media? Yeah. Why are we not on Chef's Table on Netflix? Why are we not telling stories? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Go watch Chef, Chef's Table. It's all over the world. Mm. None Lebanon. of the episodes is from Lebanon. Mm. Why? Mm. 
And there's not a single Lebanese person there, no. by the way, in a while. I mean, because. <laughs> Go make what I eat, you will win. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect hummus plate, yeah. the perfect Lebanese. How do you eat Lebanese in the morning? Tabbouleh, yeah. all of them, bro. You could know, go deeper and deeper. And this is just deeper, food. Deeper, yeah. Yeah. This is just food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so all I'm saying is that we as a culture, we as group, mm. we need to elevate ourselves. And we're so uncreative as well. We need to man up to it. We are very creative. It's just that the, the system is not in place for us to allow those creative you ideas to become wasting, tangible. Look, <laughs> time is the most important, in my opinion, commodity in the world. It's the one thing we have. It's the one thing that every person that is born has. Yeah. And nobody can take it away from them. Money comes and goes, creativity, whatever. Uh, we waste a lot of time in Lebanon. We don't Whoa. waste time as in like, when I say wasting time, it doesn't mean you're sitting 10 hours at yeah. the beach. That's for me, is not a waste of time because that's a choice. You want to sit at the beach. It's great. You're feeling good about it. Waste of time is when you are spending time to achieve a task that is required a certain time. It requires me five minutes to fill up this cup. I'm spending 15 because there's no water in the tank. I need to go up, whatever. I think the government can relate to this, yeah. Of course. So that waste of time equates waste of mental energy, creates a vicious circle of tiredness. Inefficiency. Inefficiency, laziness. All of a sudden, by the end of the day, what have you achieved? Nothing. Very little because you're exhausted. Nothing. Because I don't blame people. You're exhausted. I, I got exhausted doing, I've been here now in Lebanon for two months. I'm exhausted doing things that, that are mm -hmm. so primal in that a sense. That you shouldn't even be doing in the that first place. That you shouldn't place. be doing. Mm. You know, uh, internet, okay? internet so we can watch it and then be fast. Like, we're done. This is, so we can move on to the other thing. Anyway, so th there's a lot of that going on. And this is why I'm saying that Lebanese people, we should, as a group, we should, as a, as a, as a country, as as people decide that, you know what? I'm actually gonna block that noise. Mm. I'm not gonna do that thing. I'm just gonna focus on this thing. I'm gonna do that, that thing that I like. Mm. I don't wanna try to be somebody else. Everybody else is taken. Be yourself, compete with yourself. Stop trying to be like somebody else. Like it's, it's, and again, going back to the entertainment and technology, there's another big problem, which without getting into the whole political and financial stuff, because I'm not interested in any of these things, the fact that we created a, such a disastrous financial system stifled the investment in startups. And I, and I lived that. When I first started my company and I was, invest and I was trying to get movies going, I naturally gonna come back to Lebanon and try to get investors from here. It was so hard. It wasn't hard because people did not like me or like the project or like the company. It was hard because I'm competing with a bank. Mm. <laughs> I'm a startup mm. competing with a 12, 15% return a year. Mm. I cannot provide you this. I'm sorry, I, I, I cannot give you that guarantee. So if I'm, and now in retrospect, when I look at it, these investors, made the bad choice, but at the yeah. time, I mean, they made the right choice yeah. because- It made sense at the it time. It made I sense. You have a million bucks, you can put them in a company that eventually in five, six, seven years could become three, four, five million, whatever. But what about every year giving you $120,000, $130,000? Exactly, yeah, that's yeah, a scheme. <laughs> so that idea and that concept and that philosophy 
made people, in my opinion, lazy, mm. made people less ambitious, yeah. Yeah. made people less investing in creative young men, creative young women, uh, ideas. I mean, again, we have a service and taxi system in Lebanon. Service and taxi system in Dubai sold for $2.33 billion for Uber. Some, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a young person in Lebanon who had an idea for an app to design around service and all of that could have became something and sold it to Uber too. We did not give that individual that chance because we withhold the resources. It's all about resources allocation. Okay, at the end of the world, even in the United States, when a, when, a, when a studio gives you 10 million bucks to make that movie, it's because they have 10 or 15 million for another movie. It's, it's all lo- allocation. We did not allocate any capital for those young people to try to do this. I'm, I guarantee you, I, don't, I haven't spoken to anybody, but I'm sure somebody had great ideas. And imagine many, how hard, look, how many, look how many Lebanese go abroad. This Anna, my question for you is, you are successful. You, you've created the success. If I can list your movies right now. Many people would have heard of them. They've made a lot of money. You can easily turn your back and live this beautiful life in Los Angeles, and yet you still want to go head on and kind of, I don't know, help facilitate change Bridge in the region. Here's the what, thing. What, why? Why do you keep going I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. this? I'll tell you why, because there's nothing like Big Faya. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. End there, it there. <laughs> it ends there. No, the reality is like, look, at the end of the day, okay, um, you cannot turn your back on who you are. That's just, you can hide it, you can masquerade it, you can put on a show. At some point, like, who, you are who you are. I love Lebanon. I love Lebanese people. Mm. I hate working with them in, in LA. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you yeah. why. Uh, and I think that, again, I think it's a virgin mine. This country is a mine. It has all these people. I talked to, to, I mean, we were having a conversation together, the four of us. It, it's just fascinating. Everyone's coming from something. Everyone has an idea. It, and, and the funny thing, unlike the United States, it's accessible in a sense where there's always in Lebanon a, a one or two call away yes. from someone you can reach out to and be like, hey, can we do this project together? That's, that's one. Two, look, I love the United States. I'm an American citizen. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of the, of the United States. It's, it's one of my favorite countries. It's my country. And, and I love my partners. I have a... I, I'm in love with them. Like, if I can marry my partners, my American partners, I'll marry them. Like, I love them. I love the American people. I love the culture. I love the country. As much as I love Lebanon. But I'm, I'm good in the US, I have a company, I have partners, I'm doing what I'm doing. If I can do something to this other place of mine, why not? I mean, I, I would love that too. There's something really cool about it. There's something, you know, uh, undenying, undeniably, <laughs> undeniably beautiful and different. And um, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm very emotional about it. I'm super emotional about Lebanon and I'm super emotional about this place. It breaks my heart when I see all that shit that goes on because for me, the problem is the attitude, is the sadness of where are we going in terms of like uh, attitude, in terms of like look out, in terms of where the world is going. We need to be going to where the world is going. We're going Mm. against it. Mm. Why? Because we're dogmatized. 
we have an old antiquated belief system we have we are so attached to things that are that we think are making us but they're not mm. you know uh again going back to what my dad used to say give credit if it's there again just do things and put them out in the world there's no way there's no way that if you're a creative person and you create stuff people will copy it people will rip it off but if you're the one who's creating you're creating it just the end of it i don't know any artist who died from hunger because somebody copied them mm-hmm True. Funny enough, it doesn't, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, they copy hundred. them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They make less money. Maybe they make less deals. I think we've already said this in a few episodes in the past relating to what you're saying. I think all of us over here in this room constantly say that when you look at Lebanon, all of us have a very strong emotional bond to this country, regardless of how shit things can be going over here. And what saddens us the most, again, going back to what you're saying, is the potential that this country could have going forward. And if things were actually in, allocated, if resources were acted in the right place, and yeah, it's sad. It's sad to see. Sad to I mean, see look, I, th- I think that I know, I know because we're in it, it's, it feels like it's the end of the world. But the, what's happening in Lebanon right now is the best thing that happened to Lebanon so far. Because I think it's removing the old shackles, the old systems. It's making people realize, I want to speak my mind. I want to say I'm dissatisfied. Because we're, we're, we're a society where we're very like, politically correct in a sense like la matza'al ammu it's okay who you're sucking it up sorry what you did is wrong and you care about him you tell him sorry why are you late to the meeting no why are you not paying she pushes the society forward in my personal opinion again i think when people call check and balances ما عم تجي على الوقت ما عم تدفع لي او وركينج توجذر اذا اف اي كول يو اون ات يا اخي خلص في ديسكشن وي بوت ات اوت ذير مش مش بروح انا بقول هذا عم ازعر ما ادري شو وات از هي دوينج كذا اند اي هيت هيم اند يو ستارت بويلينج فروم ذا انسايد ذس از ذا بروبلم اند اي ثينك ذات ويف جوتن تو ا بوينت وير اتس لايك ا اتس لايك ا بريشر كوكر اند ناو ات دينت لايك ذا فالف دينت اوبن جست فاكينج اكسبلودد but we needed it because Ali Salum says that we as Lebanese have cognitive dis- dissonance in, in the sense that yes. you know, for us, we live in a facade and we live in the Lebanon of beaches and nightclubs and parties and everything. But when you look under the surface, which is civil duties and just Sah. normal things that you should be giving your people, that's non-existent. So we needed to reach absolute rock bottom in the most unfortunate way. I'm yeah. not trying to condone it. To wake up and to realize, fuck, we cannot keep living like this. Sah. Who gives a shit about our nightlife and everything if we can't even give people electricity, food, water? A kid. A kid. So I think it was something that... Look, the worst thing that I, I always say, the worst thing that you could do is accepting. Yeah. And you've been and accepting for way too long. Yeah. I mean, look, break something. Oh, it's okay. Yani, the worst thing you can do is somebody who goes through something and you tell them, oh, it's good you didn't die. Like, Really? I mean, I could die every minute of the day, and every time I'm sitting on this chair right now, it's great, I'm not dying. So essentially, you, you, you don't want to accept, and you want to doubt. Doubt is your friend in life, because when you doubt, which is another thing we suffer from, and I want to bring it back to the entertainment, is that nobody doubts. No, I know how to do this. Oh, okay, that's great. And then it turns out to be shit. Like, you didn't doubt. Doubt is your best friend in life, because doubt makes you stay up at night, makes you think two, three, four times about mm. the same thing, 
makes you analyze, makes you do research, makes you ask. Don't be afraid of doubt. Yeah. Mm. Don't be so sure about anything. I always agree. doubt what you're thinking. Always doubt what you're designing. Always question it so you can elevate it and you can challenge it. Mm. The minute you're not, you're not doubtful, it means it's sealed and that's what it's going to be. That's, that's honestly extremely well said. And okay, I just like I'm, v- I'm very excited about what we're building and what we're doing. And, you know, uh, the plan is to five, six, seven years from now is build everything and then maybe go back, come back to Lebanon nice. and just do like... <laughs> Welcome you with open arms. I would love that. I mean, I just, you know, and, and I'll go back to the States every once in a while. I, I don't know. But, yeah. Best of luck. Best of luck. Well, a lot yeah. of interesting of, uh, projects. It's, it's really so. exciting. Yeah. And yeah. talking to you, I think it's rare now, but you kind of give us optimism for the future, especially after giving us your blessing for this podcast. And I think it's fantastic. It's really cool. And if you, you decide so to come more. back, you have friends here. Yeah. Thank you, know? you so and you much. And you have a place to Yeah, absolutely. No, um, no, this is, you guys should push on the podcast. It's, thanks, it's, man. It's thanks great. So it's done professionally and it just takes time. The thing in the entertainment. You just have to be patient. Yeah, everything in the entertainment takes time. Takes time it takes time yeah. because you, you need to build the trust with your audience, audience. I agree. that you are the person who will deliver them those experiences over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Please follow and subscribe on Spotify and Rami, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Foda2020 to stay updated. We'd love your feedback, so please DM us on Instagram and leave your comments below. 